0: Welcome to St. Mungo's Podcast for the Magically Deprived, where you can get your weekly Potter fix. We will be discussing the Harry Potter series chapter by chapter. If you've read the books previously or are just starting the series for the first time, we hope you enjoy this journey through Harry's adventures at Hogwarts and beyond. Please be aware that this is not a spoiler free podcast. We may at times reference future events, people, or places. Also, there will be adult language and content. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to send them out of the room or listen at another time. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us as we discuss chapter one of The Philosopher's Stone, The Boy Who Lived.
1: I'm Joe. Oh, I'm Megan. (laughs) I'm Serena.
0: We're going to head over to Megan in the Hufflepuff common room for the summary.
1: Hello, hello. In this chapter, we are introduced to the Dursleys who live at number four Privet Drive. Mr. Dursley is a large, beefy man with a very large mustache who works at a drill company called Grunnings. Mrs. Dursley is a thin blonde with a long neck, and she spends most of her time spying on her neighbors. We are also introduced to their son named Dudley, who in their minds is the finest boy in all the land. However, despite their outward display of being no less than perfect, we learn that the Dursleys have a secret. A secret they don't want anyone to know about. A secret regarding Mrs. Dursley's sister and her family, the Potters, whom they had not spoken to for many years. In fact, Mrs. Dursley pretends she doesn't even have a sister at all. For you see, her sister and her family, including a young boy named Harry, were nothing like the Dursleys. Now, when Mr. Dursley leaves for work that morning, he notices some strange things. He sees a cat reading a map on the corner of Pervet Drive. How peculiar. As he continues on his travels, he also notices a lot of strangely dressed people in cloaks. And although he hasn't seen them, there are reports of owls swooping around in broad daylight. At lunchtime, Mr. Dursley walks past some of the strange people he had seen earlier, and he could be wrong. He's actually really hoping he is wrong, because as he passes the group, he swears he hears them talking about his wife's sister, the Potters, and their son Harry. That night, after the Dursleys go to bed, a strange man appears on Privet Drive. His name is Albus Dumbledore. He is tall, thin, and very old, with twinkling blue eyes behind his half-moon spectacles. The man has long silver hair, with a matching beard that could easily be tucked into a belt had he had been wearing pants and not a long purple cloak. Albus Dumbledore speaks to the cat that Mr. Dursley had seen earlier that day, and we find out that the cat is really a woman named Professor McGonagall the two discuss a rumor that someone referred to as you know who has murdered the potters and tried to kill their son but failed and has since disappeared Dumbledore tells mcgonagall that you know who or voldemort has indeed murdered lily and james potter but for some reason he could not kill their son moments later a humongous man appears on a flying motorcycle holding a bundle of blankets we learn that this giant man's name is hagrid and that he's borrowed the motorcycle from a man named Sirius Black. We also learn that the bundle of blankets Hagrid is holding is no other than Harry Potter, the baby that Voldemort failed to kill. It is revealed that Harry has a scar in the shape of a lightning bolt on his forehead. From the failed murder attempt and McGonagall questions whether or not the boy will have the mark for life, and if there is anything that Albus could do about it. Dumbledore says that he wouldn't do anything about it, even if he could, and he tells McGonagall that some scars can prove to be very useful in life. After some brief correspondence among the three, Dumbledore leaves Harry on the Dursleys' doorstep with a letter. The three of them say goodbye to the baby, and they leave. The next morning, Harry is woken by Mrs. Dursley's screams as she put out the milk bottles and discovers him on the doorstep. And although the Dursleys are shocked at this baby's arrival, others were meeting all over the country, toasting Harry Potter, the boy
2: who lived.
0: All right. What are our thoughts on this chapter? Ree, you have any thoughts here?
2: I firstly just want to give a shout out to Jim Dale, because <laughs> the amount of times that I've listened to the audiobook with his voice, I just read the books in his voice now, and I love it. It's great. Um, I feel like this was, I, I've always felt like this was a really good intro to the books, like just the way that it starts with the Dursleys. I don't know. I feel like some books, like even when I reread series now, it's like the beginning's so weird and disconnected. And I feel like this was always a really, really good intro. And the part about um, Mr. Dursley being a beefy man with hardly any neck, I laugh every time. And his his
0: wife has too much neck.
2: She has double the amount of neck. Yes, Yes. I find that so funny.
0: Meg, anything about this chapter?
1: I honestly wish that they... Harry's sassy. Harry is so sassy. And I wish that they had kept some of that in the movies. That that was my thought, like reading, because like I said, I read these books when I was quite young, so I don't really remember a lot of them. I'm going back just giggling at some of the things that he says. And I'm like, I love this child so yes. much.
0: You can tell the things that I noticed that I read this as a mother and as a grown woman, because every time I read this chapter, I'm like, okay, so Harry and Dudley are, they're about the same age. They're around when Harry's left on the doorstep, he's 15 months old. Most yeah. children are walking around a year old. So he just leaves this child on the doorstep. What if he got up and walked away? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. He could have just gone and walked into the street. He's a 50, 15 months old. He's not just going to lay there.
1: It's true. Okay. I had the same thought because I'm reading the book and obviously I'm picturing in the movie when they leave him on the step and he's like, very clearly not 15 months old yes. in the movie, right? <laughs> yes. And so I'm reading this and I'm like, this is very, I was very confused. I like, I thought he was an infant. That they Yeah, were that's leaving. what you it think. sense to leave an infant on a doorstep. Like, literally, he's almost
0: a year and a half old. Yeah, because it actually says that uh, McGonagall saw Dudley kicking his mother down the street. Yeah. So he's obviously very sturdy on his feet. So, and yeah. Harry, I believe, is only a few months younger than Dudley. But Harry himself at this point is 15 months old. Mm-hmm. So I... Every time I'm like, why would you leave this child just sitting on the doorstep? And I always thought he was left in a basket because my um, movie and books get kind of confused because I've read and watched the movies like so much. I had always had it in my head that he was in a basket. But when you read the book, he's just left in a bundle of blankets lying on the doorstep. And I'm like, why? Unless he put a spell on him. him? I I mean, he's been through worse. Well, he will go through He's worse. Fine. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But my other thing that I noticed, actually, and this was the first time that I noticed this read through, is the correlation between Dumbledore and McGonagall's appearances and their personality. Like Dumbledore, he has this long flowing hair, but McGonagall's hair is like black and pulled back into a tight bun. And Dumbledore's half moon spectacles, which is like very whimsical, whereas McGonagall has these like square, straight edge glasses. He's described as having sparkling eyes where she's described as having a severe look mcgonagall even says are you just leaving harry here with these people and dumbledore's like it's fine it's fine it'll be fine and then he's like you trust hagrid to bring him here again it's fine i trust hagrid everything will be fine (laughs) so i just thought it was really interesting how their i don't know their personalities like match their appearance i found too
2: as i was reading like kind of going off what you're saying about dumbledore and his just whimsical air. I feel like now having read and reread and seeing like almost conspiracy theories and there's people now who just really don't like Dumbledore because they see him as a master manipulator and everything. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that whole thing, but mm-hmm. rereading it now I'm kind of like he knows what's going on. He He's absolutely does. Like, oh, no, it's fine. Oh. Don't worry about it. He's safer here. But I'm like, you know exactly what you're doing, sir.
1: I was thinking the same thing. Is there not like something that he looks into or something later on in the series that kind of sees the future?
0: Oh, no. That- if you're talking, are you talking about the pensive? Possibly. It's not that he sees the future. Those are thoughts that he he takes them out of his head and he puts them in vials. And when he wants to revisit okay. them. Okay. He puts them in the pensive so it's not really the future.
1: Sure it's just he's revisiting Memories. old things. Okay. Yes
0: but this way he can kind of examine them a lot closer when Wait,
1: I, wish I, he separates I <laughs> wish
0: I could do that. I absolutely wish I could do that. Like what? <laughs> yes. That yeah. would
1: make therapy so much easier.
0: <laughs> yes. But um, with Dumbledore, um, Rhea as you were saying there are a lot of people now who are like you know he's horrible. He went he did all this and you know he put Harry through so much just for him to spoiler to die at the end I don't know. Uh, We'll have to probably get into a discussion about that later because I kind of defend his actions just because I feel like Dumbledore does have a bit of that, like he seems to know what's going to happen. And as he says himself, his guesses usually turn out to be correct. So I think, but he does gamble a lot. I have to say he gambles a lot. And with Harry's life, he's gambling. I was just going to say for someone's life who isn't even his own. But I think to him, like in his head, he sees how it's going to work out, but to, like, outsiders, it looks like he's being very... He's very secretive, though. Yes, he is. He is, because I think he feels like if he shares things that people are not going to see it from yeah. where he's seeing it from, and then it will look like he's being very treacherous.
2: Because he, he says, she asks him why Voldemort couldn't kill Harry, and he's like, oh, well, we can only guess. I'm like, do <laughs> exactly. you know why?
0: I'm just trying it's to think what what were you guys' initial your initial impressions of the Dursleys when you first read it?
1: Probably the same. They're all monsters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, next chapter I have quite Ooh, a bit to say about I think the
1: Dursleys. Yes, yeah. So they had read the second chapter already and like, why?
0: Yeah, you get the impression <laughs> yeah. right away that they're just these stuffy people that think they're so much better than everybody. Yeah, and that like it makes a point their nose stuck way in the air. Yes, she's very nosy, like spying on the neighbors. And he's, he was happy at work when he was bossing people around and like Mm -hmm. yelling at people on the phone. That's what made him happy. And then Dudley, so spoiled. And you'll notice as we go on how Vernon just encourages this horrible behavior in him. Mm -hmm. And really, I mean, I'm glad that Dudley like grows up eventually. And has his own mind but his parents have just raised him to be so spoiled and just inconsiderate of harry and i mean him and harry could have been like brothers they raised him to hate harry so much he Mm -hmm. was an only child harry had no parents no family he ended up being so isolated because of the the views they put on their son
2: it's and it's funny funny funny. too because sorry to interrupt you there go ahead Go ahead. but um it's just funny because really they later on in the book they'll say that they planned on squashing the magic out of Harry and everything but they really never tried because if they had just raised him as their own son he would have been another Dudley they didn't even bother to try to you know spoil him make him see like the good side of the muggle world too it's like he they were driving him away he couldn't wait to get away from them and go to Hogwarts that's
1: yeah that's very true Quite interested to look at this through the lens of a psychologist <laughs> reading yeah. it. Like, not that I'm a psychologist, but just no, like it's... having that knowledge and looking at, like, imagine
0: the psychological damage that poor boy being locked in the closet for 10 years. Well, this is, I mean, I wanted to get into it in the next chapter. um Actually, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to leave it. I'm not going to bring that up because, mm-hmm. like I said, the next chapter, there's a lot to say about the Dursleys and the way that Harry was raised. Do you guys have anything else to add? I, I mean, it's um, not a very long chapter and there's not too much going on. We just kind of get some introductions. Reece, sorry, I just go ahead. feel like
2: I never really took it. Like I knew, I found out later, but I never really took it. Hagrid actually says that he borrowed the bike from Sirius yes. Black. I feel like this whole time I never realized that. And then Meg was reading the summary and I was like, does he actually say that though? He does. And does. Mm,
0: Seriously. I never
2: would have, never would have clicked. Like we're yeah. even watching, reading The Prisoner of Azkaban, I still feel like i never knew well like it's not something it really you
0: told. would catch the first probably one or two even maybe three times you read it right because it's mm-hmm. just a name at the beginning of the book and then we're not actually yeah. introduced to Sirius until third book right and then mm-hmm. after you get to know the characters then you start putting these things together and how things from the beginning correlate to the ending I right i like yeah. series
1: like this they're meant to be read more than once
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. like 5,000 right? times.
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you, you could read them a thousand times and still pick out new things every time yes. you read it. I actually
0: yeah. still, like I said, my correlation with uh, McGonagall and Dumbledore just yeah. hit me this time and I've read a ridiculous amount of times.
1: But it's interesting too, drawing from that, you're reading it from a different perspective every single time you read it because you're a different age and different things have happened yes. to you in your life. Yes. So when you're reading it, you're connecting it to different things and like that's so cool and that's part of the magic of Harry Potter as well. And I love that.
0: And this is why I like the three of us doing this because we're all at different stages in our lives. We've all had different experiences with Harry Potter so you get the different perspectives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting going forward as we get into like the real nitty gritty chapters. I mean, as as the books go on, they get longer and more in depth. I think it's going to be very interesting to see our different views on this. Now we're going to head over to Re in the Slytherin Common Room for a little <laughs> segment called Would You Rather?
2: So I picked out a Would You Rather that had to do with our lovely Petunia Dursley. We just started off here and <laughs> got introduced to the Dursleys. So would you rather spend a day appliance shopping with Petunia Dursley or clean out the trophy room with Argus Filch? No, we haven't met him yet
0: here. Yeah, this is the segment that there's probably going to be Mm -hmm. more spoilers in because there's only so much you can read per chapter. So appliance shopping with Petunia or cleaning with Filch. That's a tough one. I think that I will. Oh, no, maybe not. I'm going to change my mind. I was going to say (laughs) appliance shopping with Petunia just because, I mean, Filch is a big complainer. but... But so is she oh she she is yeah she is but my thinking now is at least if you're cleaning the trophy room with filch you're at hogwarts and you're around magic that's my thinking now okay
1: but you could go to the bathroom and a troll could attack you so like i feel like appliance (laughs) shopping is safer which
0: would be more exciting than going appliance shopping with petunia
1: this is true. true
0: I, know, I that's feel like take.
1: I'm gonna go appliance shopping. Bilch gives me the creeps, and I don't yeah. think I can put up with that to be perfectly honest.
0: And I guess yeah. Mrs. Norris is in that package too. Yeah, he yeah, he like he
1: makes my skin crawl and I just I I couldn't clean a trophy room in a small space with that man. At yeah. least with Petunia, I'm out in the open. I'm interact. There's other people I can interact with. So I don't have to stay with her the whole time. That was That's never. True. That was never said.
0: You could wander away, I guess. Yeah, yeah. could
1: accidentally lose her.
0: <laughs> Re what is your opinion on
2: this? I'd say uh, appliance shopping with Petunia i feel like I, you just have to fake it up i feel like it's only harry that she's like a horrible horrible person too if you're just like just make her happy like yes this office will go lovely with your kitchen you know She'll oh if you fine. play up
0: to her yeah because yeah, i feel like she's, yeah i feel like she's horrible to more people than harry but i guess if you play up to her then she would probably be uh, a little kinder
2: i deal with petunias every day at work
0: yeah. <laughs> like i can handle her <laughs> And I feel like I deal with more filches. Maybe that's why it's more (laughs) like (laughs) Oversona. That's That's fair. (laughs) Re, you can give them their homework for next week. Actually, it's our homework too.
2: Well, yes. So next week we will be reading Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone Chapter 2, The Vanishing Glass.
0: Thank you for joining us. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe. Also, leaving us a rating and review would be awesome. And if you have any Potter friends who you think might enjoy listening to us, maybe give us a mention. That brings us to the end of this episode. Join us next week as we continue reading through the Harry Potter series. You can send any questions, comments, or concerns to St. Mungo's podcast at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook and Instagram at Saint Podcast.